You're listening to The Ron and Don Show. New episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And your favorite podcast app. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to episode number 75 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don, and Gunner's in the other room right now. He's doing his homework. Also, the station voice, you heard from him. Uh, Charlie's uh, chilling on Ron Sock, I think, in the other room right now, so why wouldn't he be doing that? We want to thank everybody. Hey, thanks for going to glow.fm and sponsoring the show, right? Yeah, you can find a link in the show notes of this episode, but or you can just go to glow, G-L-O-W.fm, it's not a dot com, slash Ron and Don Radio, and you can become a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Don't forget the American uh, Restaurant is on life support. That's coming up on the Ron and Don Show. Is it really? And what happens to your well-being when you just stop using Facebook? We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, can we stop the program? Because I just did something that I feel... I feel... Stop the show. Yeah, when we look at our demographics, we see that there's a lot of people around the country because we used to do radio in other places like San Francisco and Dallas, Grand Rapids, New Orleans. So there's people that, that relate to us and relate to the show because we used to do a morning or afternoon drive show uh, in their community. And as a result of that, people listen from around the country and we hear from our fans sometimes and they're like, hey, what is going on in Seattle, Washington right now? We hear that King County now has stepped in. They're buying an Econo Lodge. Uh, we're also hearing that some of the first deaths we've seen with the coronavirus were about nine miles from Ron, where Ron and I are standing right now in Kirkland, Washington, in a nursing home there. And there's a lot of planes that are coming to Seattle right now that are empty. Uh, I'm looking at the I-5 corridor right now. If you had an hour commute right now, you probably have a 15 or 20 minute commute. A lot of people choosing to stay home. Schools are in session uh, Seattle Public Schools has done a very good job of communicating with parents on the phone and also sending out emails each and every day. You have to believe, though, once this virus ends up on the school playground, there's going to be a lot of parents out there, including this parent right here, that will consider pulling their child from, the, from that school. My son has dealt with a pretty uh, severe issue with his immune system ever since he's a baby. And so he would be one of the first ones that I would pull out, not out of fear, but just to protect him to homeschool him for a while. What is your take right now on what is happening in the city of Seattle? Because I don't think people should be full of fear, but I think they should be full of knowledge, and I think they should be ready to take action before the government tells you to take action. A lot of times when the government tells you to take action, it might be a little too late for you and your family. Yeah, I think putting this thing into a proper context is super important. So it, it is a, a virus. It is similar. It's in the same family as the, the regular seasonal flu that you would get, which, by the way, is, is quite deadly as well. Like the, the, just the common flu every single year kills hundreds of thousands of people. 1.3% of the world's population, and with this particular virus now, it's creeped over 3%, 3.4%, so that's why it has now, the world's Not attention. of the world's population, but of the people that get infected. I'm sorry. And, and so we, if you get infected with this strain that's of virus, right. uh, you have it's between 2 and 3%. And to put that into context, the household, the common flu is way less than 1%. So it is a magnitude of order greater, and that's why people are taking this very seriously. But I guess the way that I think about it is... If you are healthy and you don't have a compromised immune system and you're not very young or very old, mm. most you have a 98% chance that it would be just like a normal flu. 
Have there been outliers? Yeah, there was a doctor in in China. I think it was a woman in her 30s that ended up dying from this, but she was working in the hospital with the most severe cases. So that's where uh, she got infected with this virus. The the thing that I think is freaking people out is the incubation period can be six weeks. Mm. You can have someone that is healthy that just those regular flu-like symptoms and it can be this strain, they recover, but they've passed it on to 100 people. Maybe one of them is elderly or one of them is a child or one of them has a compromised immune system. And so the carrier is fine. Yeah, It's the second person that isn't fine. And so that, I think, is is why people are freaking out. For someone like your son, I agree. Erring on the side of caution, uh, if they can get their schoolwork done. Amazon has said to their employees here locally, hey, if you can, t- if you can work from home work from home yeah like log in with your computer get your work done if you don't need to come into the campus don't come into campus yeah well i i I try not to lie very much uh but i and i try not to cuss very much but i just read an article that said we all lie so if you're gonna lie you and you you tell two to three pretty good lies a day uh then they should be uh well thought out if we're gonna do it anyway and then the other thing is I also read that people that are pretty intelligent, uh, they really know how to use cuss words. So I'm trying to lie a little less, but still lie. Okay. And then when it comes to cuss words, I'm trying to put a mother in front of everything because it just sounds better when you mother it. So what did you lie about? Well, I, I, I was supposed to go to dinner tonight. And I bet there's a lot of people out there because we have a lot of first and second responders. We have a lot of friends that are working in hospitals. We have a lot of friends that are police officers, firefighters, paramedics, EMTs. So they're dealing with the public all the time. You think about people that are working in a grocery store or you think about people that are working in a restaurant, people that are working in the airport, people working for airlines. You're coming into contact with the public all the time or think about even being a teacher. I just showed you a picture. Before we jumped on episode 75, we'll call her Alicia. She is a local a nurse in a hospital here. We were supposed to go have dinner a little bit later and just kind of hang out at 7 o'clock. And I called and canceled. And I said, hey, I, have, I, I had to book some studio time. We're doing the podcast tonight, which is a lie. Because we're doing the podcast right now. And the Ron and Don Studios where you have access to. Yeah, and the studio is your house. And I can walk in here any damn time I want to. Any mother damn time I want to. See how that Even sounds better? Even though it's awkward when you do it at 2 in the morning. Yeah, it is. So... <laughs> I told I, I, she sent me this picture. I showed it to. She looks like an astronaut, right? She's got and, the mask on, yeah, and I like didn't the clear plastic thing. And she is on the front line. She says she is working directly with people that are coming in the hospital with this virus, and she's having to work late all this week. So there's all this exposure to that. And what I wanted to ask her is, hey, if if we go have dinner a little bit later, will you still have the astronaut suit on? Because if you have the astronaut suit on. I think I'd feel a little safer, and I think I'd feel a little better if we were sitting there uh, having some iced tea, uh, maybe sitting down having a beverage, and I don't know, maybe sitting uh, at Daniel's, Daniel's Steakhouse no, tonight. No, you think about that wrong. Don't you think if she had the astronaut suit on? Yeah. And there was a and there was a virus. It would be on the outside of the astronaut suit. Okay. So she's safe on the inside. Yeah. You want her to burn the astronaut suit, and I show up in an astronaut suit, and then you Jeez, show up show in up. a separate astronaut That's, suit. All right. Anyway, if you see a couple astronauts at Daniels tonight, you'll know what's going on. Uh, anyway, what do you do? Thanks to all the first, second, third responders out there that are on the front lines. We appreciate you. We love you. And uh, everyone stay calm. The best thing that you can do is not go out and even buy Perel. 
Uh, there are seven different coronaviruses, and Perel, they think, maybe kills one of those. You know what kills just about all of them? Just soap, hot water, 30 seconds. If you don't know how to wash your hands, Oprah does. Oprah and Gail know how to wash hands. Just go online, look for Oprah Winfrey, and she will show you how to wash your hands for 30 seconds. I was doing it wrong. And she learned it from who? Dr. Phil. Oh, I thought it was Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz learned it from Dr. Phil, too. How about that? It's the Ron and Don Show. Just getting started. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, you need to downsize. Let's do a Ron and Don sit-down. Email ron at windermere.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. Hey, real quick, I want to say uh, thank you to Christy Jean, also Lonnie Davey, uh, Peter Clark, and Glenda Conkle. What they do, they went out to glow.fm and what they do. They became an individual sponsor of the Ron and Don Show. You can do it, too. Just go to glow.fm. It's not a .com. Yeah. Slash Ron and Don Radio. Open an account. And then you get to choose the amount. And we really appreciate it. It helps us to get this out three days a week. Yeah. You know what else? Starting next week, they are back. Les Schwab. They heard your plea. Now you have three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. And they are back for 2020. We can't wait to welcome that. Uh, more coming up on episode 80, 81, in 82. The American Restaurant. What is going on here? Every time I pick up the Seattle Times, I see all these great restaurants that are opening. And then all these great restaurants that were in the Seattle Times last week that were opening, the following week, it seems like all the same restaurants are closing. What is going on here? I found a fascinating article this week, and the title's a little clickbaity. It says the American Restaurant is on life support. Um, and here's the, to the opener to me. This represents $1.2 trillion to the American economy. And so clearly, I mean, when you think about it, it makes sense. You People eat every single day. Mm. Obviously, you don't eat at restaurants every single day. But there's just a lot of money. Or there, The perception is there's a lot of money, and people do the same logic I just did. Everybody's got to eat. Yeah. If, I'm, if I make a good restaurant, I can make a lot of money. Mm. And so the, the other thing, that, and then we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty here. The other thing that was interesting is when they do their... their five types of restaurants and i want to see which one you think would be the biggest percentage uh you have fine dining mid-scale casual dining retail and qsrs which stands for quick service restaurants so what's the, what, what, what's the question what do, there's there's one of those categories that represents 62 percent of all uh dining out experience that's casual totally it, right it's, it's not the quick casual you're it's kidding the, it's the qsr the quick service restaurant what would that uh, be like a qdoba do you think a quick service restaurant it's just say, say that wrong all the time. uh yeah i think it's that sort of restaurant like i think it's another word for fast food yeah so 62 percent are just in sheer numbers subways mcdonald's qdoba chipotle mm. like all that type of stuff 62 percent of the pie is that which I thought that seemed really high to me, yeah, but again, I thought, I thought it'd be fast casual for sure. Yeah, so here, here's what they think is going on, and this I find just fascinating. The they, they're calling it the Instagram era. So you had two things happen in pop, popular culture ten years ago. So 2010, yeah, you had Instagram came online and, and exploded in popularity, and then you also had the rise of food television. And where you saw all of these chefs 
competing and making things on television and Gordon Ramsay doing things and Guy Fieri and all those shows where sure. they turn them into reality television shows. And so, and then you saw people posting pictures of great food all over the place and people began to get the impression, I want to be a chef. Hmm. Look at this life. Look at Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. And he just goes in and he's got five restaurants and he's a millionaire. He gets to be a jerk. And you know what? Jerk. From one jerk to another, sometimes being a jerk is a lot of fun. Right. I think I'm a little less of a jerk, but every once in a while when I get to turn that on, I love it. So but look at look at Emerald. Bam. I can, yeah. I get a catchphrase. I'll yeah. get my, my chef whites. And so and then they saw this, so they see this curated culture on Instagram with great looking food. They see the price points at, on fine dining, and then people think uh, either I'm going to culinary school or everybody says I'm a great cook. I am going to make a run at this. And they talk about in the article where it's like, yeah, 99% of the time, if you're a small time restaurateur and you haven't worked your way up to be a Gordon Ramsay yet, you're cleaning out the grease trap. You're prepping food. You're doing delivery. You're going through the walk-in. It's and, all the stuff that doesn't make a good television yeah, show, right? All the, the yeah. spoilage. You're uh, tell you, you're paying, doing payroll. Yeah. So like you work extremely long hours. Mm-hmm. The margins are razor thin. I, I, th- I talked to Tom Douglas about this one time when he was in studio off off mic, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really cook anymore." Like I don't, he's one of the best chefs in, in around anywhere locally, and he's like, I, I don't really cook. Okay, I, I have to call people over to my house to actually cook for people Cause anymore because he's, he's managing. Because he's all, like, I'm a businessman now. Yeah, he's managing. So I, I go to meetings. Mm. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not putting on my chef whites. We're talking about margins. We're talking to real estate people. I'm talking to designers. I'm looking at menus. I'm I'm picking out fonts. Uh, you know, he's just going. That's what he does now because he was a great chef and could have. He started out loving to cook was able to execute it and he actually won an iron chef episode and now he doesn't cook anymore Mm. and so that's the trajectory of this and so they think that what is happening is that more restaurants are opening every year than are closing and then that cycle is just churning and especially now in like this coronavirus thing Mm. restaurants are are just vacant right now like it's a ghost town out there it's really really difficult but I, i think it was surprising to me that they, it coincides with the Instagram decade is what they're talking about. So, so pictures make a difference. Do you think reviews make a difference? Do do you go out when you when you are going out? Let's say that you have a special friend and you want to go out and you're going to a new restaurant, uh, or at least it's new to you. And right. let's say it's on the east side. You haven't been to the east side in a couple of years, so you're going to go to a restaurant on the east side. Will you will you look at reviews and see what other people have had to say about that restaurant, or does it not matter to I you? I typically look at the menu first. Oh, you do? Okay. And it's like, if I don't feel like, oh, man, there's like five or six things on here that I want to eat. Yeah. Then like I don't even I don't even want to go to that restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, um, and then I might check out reviews. Are you thinking about and be honest about this? Are you going somewhere that you want to go, or are you going somewhere where you're thinking of your partner or your friend that you're taking, and you th- and you think to yourself, you know what? They'll really enjoy this. They'll really like this. It depends on how many diet restrictions they have. So, like my sister, for instance, is gluten free, vegetarian, almost vegan. Like, there's a whole laundry list. Yeah. So, like, if I go out with Maria, it's there's. You just have to accommodate that or you're being a total jerk. Yeah. Uh, if someone's a vegetarian, like you want there to be vegetarian options. Well, most of them are now, but like vegan is harder. Yeah. If you ever have dated or had a friend that's a vegan, it's like you just go, you pick. Because like you know where all the vegan stuff is. I don't know where the vegan stuff is. If it's is. your brother, you just go to Mike's Chili Bowl. We go to Mike's Chili Bowl or we go to... Uh, 
We go to uh, a pizzeria. That's, yeah. Those are the only two places. I love that. Anyway. Hey, thanks, you guys, for stopping by, supporting the Ron and Don Show. Over 300,000 strong right now. We so appreciate that. We appreciate you following us. We appreciate Les Schwab coming back this year. We appreciate you going out to Glow.fm, the Ron and Don Show, and sponsoring the show. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter, too. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, we'd love to be a part of your re- uh, your real estate journey. We call it a Ron and Don sit-down. Just schedule a sit-down like Sandy just did. All you have to do is reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com, Don O'Neill at Windermere.com, and let's sit down, and uh, let's go on this journey together. All right? Coming up on the other side of this, Facebook. We are just talking about Instagram. What happens when you just give it up, you quit, you walk away? Uh, some new science about our brains, our addictions, and what happens when we walk away from social media. That's next in one minute right here on The Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, episode 75, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don uh, Radio Network. And if we sound a little muffled right now, it's because Ron and I have blue gloves on, and we're wearing these damn masks because we don't want to catch anything uh, from each other. And so, so far, so good. We are actually quarantined uh, with one another, and we're just going to be here for 14 days. That would be horrible. Yeah, we're going to be here for the next six weeks, so... We're going to put out 12 podcasts a day because uh, we're over at Ron's house. And we have nothing else to do. So anyway, just wash your hands, people, right? That virus is all curled up in a pod. And if you sit there and you use just bacterial spray or sanitizer, a lot of times it can't cut through that pod. But really hot water and soap, 30 seconds. And make sure you wash the top of your hands like a doctor. Yeah, that for 30 Inter- seconds. Interlace the fingers. Make sure that your kids do that. Uh, I saw a great article should be today. Good to go. yeah. They were saying, just hum happy birthday twice. Oh, really? And then they were like, that's the stupidest earworm ever. So they, they went out and found uh, like the top 10 songs that have a 20-second chorus on them. And so the ones I remember, Raspberry Beret yeah. is 20 seconds by Prince, if you like that oh, one. Oh, good. Uh, the Lizzo hit, where she talked about the Minnesota, that guy with the Minnesota yeah. Viking. That one's 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, Jolene by Dolly Parton is 20 <laughs> seconds. That's great. And so it went through and it just listed. Uh, there was a Beyond say song that was 20 seconds so right. uh if you don't like to do happy birthday I actually did happy birthday this morning i was like nah, 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 nah. did you want to wash your hands yeah and i do the do you do the interlace i no. So you do the so you do the hands together yeah okay and then interlace your fingers okay over the top and bottom then you 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 clasp your hands together okay and you you rotate how do you know these things because i watch a doctor video you should you be rotate like, this way ron is doing and then hand one hand on top of the other in between the finger in between the finger yep. that's your 20 Seconds. You have beautiful hands, thank by you, the way. Sir. I've I never noticed your hands before. They're, They're nice. gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. These are gorgeous <laughs> hands that you have. All right. now, now, I've complimented you before on your feet, and I know you're getting a little uncomfortable because we're just two, two guys, guys talking out. about each other's feet. I think your hands may be more spectacular than your feet. And I will tell you. You know what? Take a compliment. Why thank you. Say, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Your best feature is you have great arms. Thanks, man. You, I mean, seriously. All right. We had a, some pictures done the other day, and I was like, God, you and I are standing together, yeah. and your arms are popping. Mine are look like I'm a, a 79-pound weakling, <laughs> which I usually am. Well, you know what? If if we had your hands on my arms. <laughs> then we got a winner. Yeah. Then, uh, then 
then you and I might get a date someday. Yeah. So, so um, what's, going, what's going on? This is an interesting study uh, from The Hustle. It's a, a website that I follow. And some of it's Captain Obvious, but I think it is, it's good to, um, to think about. So what they did, there was a, a group of researchers that was thought, what, what would happen uh, if we did a study on people and asked them to quit Facebook for a, a certain period of time? And we did a, a polling before during and after and were able to chart the results and so what they did of all things is they went and they took out a facebook ad so this research group uh, took takes out a facebook ad and they said listen we want to pay you to stop using facebook and take our questionnaire and the average they, they average paid a hundred and two dollars to people 2,743 people did this so they paid out a lot of money to Facebook and then paid out a lot of money to these people to stop using Facebook so you can't even monitor it you can't uh, no, you got to take it off your phone oh you cannot use Facebook for I believe for four weeks so okay. one month yeah so they 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 get to 2,000 people that sign up mm-hmm. they do their baseline here's where you're at uh, across a bunch of metrics they pay them a hundred dollars a hundred and two dollars to stop using Facebook and then four weeks later they do the same interview and then they come out with their findings okay. and so number one is they say that the, the this group of 2700 people they got on average an hour of their day back mm. which is not insignificant that's not if yeah. you think about what you could do with a given hour i was just listening to the podcast that i like uh it was seth godin and a, a guy called brian koppelman who writes movies he writes the show billions and he talked about when he was first writing, when they did their first movie, which was Rounders, both him and his writing partner did not quit their jobs. He's like, he had a good job in the music industry. And he's like, what we did is they cleaned out, they lived in New York City. So they cleaned out their storage locker, like on the brownstone, you know, when you're walking down the street and you just have that little door and it's yeah. just storage closet. They cleaned that out, put a, two desks in there. And his bro- his buddy would come over, David, every morning before both of them had to go to work, and they carved out one hour. Wow. And so they did this for a very long time. They would write a scene. Mm. Sometimes they would act the scene out, write it down, and then they both go to work. Come back the next day. They would read what they did the previous day, act it out more, write it down. And they just did that day every single day, mm. five days a week. They treated it as a job for this one hour. Mm. And then that first movie got made and then they quit their job. And then their second movie flopped. And then it's a long story, but it's kind of interesting where it's like an hour a day. If you have a dream of being a writer or a painter, or you have a dream of doing something creative, an hour's a long time. Yeah. So that hour you spend on Facebook, if you really did even working out, if you said, I'm going to take this out Facebook hour and I'm going to run for an hour. I'm going to lift weights for an hour. That an hour is a significant amount of every day. Yeah. This, this is what I've learned. Cause I, I don't think it's about, I don't think it's about the hour. I think it's about the distraction. And I know when I check in and out of Facebook constantly, it becomes a, a distraction. And even when I'm not looking at it, sometimes I'm thinking about it. Right. And that's not always bad because sometimes you're connecting. Like that's the way I connect with my niece right now. Who's in Australia. And she's going to school there. So I'll check in with her through Facebook. Sometimes you find out about someone's birthday and you're like, oh, I got to yeah. be able to see their birthday. But I think what our brains want to do and what we've hijacked them not to do. And we've done with with our kids and we've done this with each other. Our brains are wired to do deep work, to stop and really go deep. You and I were doing some listings the other day and sitting down in front of the computer uh, is not it. It. it, it it, it's not my favorite thing. It's not what I do really well. It's what you do really well. But it's like, you know what? I have to learn this. 
Uh, I have to learn this part of the contractual business. I have to sit down with this contract and I got to go deep on it. Someone and asked I mean, me, was I patient? And I was like, I don't know. I should ask Don. Was I patient? Oh, you were you? very, very oh, patient. Good. Yeah. So, so I sat Come there. Come on, O'Neill. It's game time. Yeah. But I sat there with it and we went for hours and hours and hours and you were very patient. But at that point I put my phone away and I really committed to the deep work. And you know that you've done deep work when you get all done and you're like, oh my gosh, it's six o'clock and it still feels like three o'clock. Your brain has the need to do that. So whether it's when you work out, I would challenge you. Last year when I worked out, I had my headphones in all the time. Now I just disconnect. I let my brain get bored a little bit sometimes. And when you get bored a little bit, that's when you really learn stuff. You become naturally curious again. And you're just not checking in and out in a reflexive way with social media all the time. So, so. The, the next two are interesting. Uh, you spend less time consuming news and less exposure to polarizing viewpoints. Totally. They say it doesn't necessarily change your mind, though. So if, you went, if you're on Facebook and you're subscribing to all these uh, you know, left-leaning or right-leaning viewpoints, you, when you stop, it doesn't necessarily change your viewpoint. No. You just get less exposure to it, mm. and over time, your brain relaxes a little bit on that. Uh, number four is you might be happier. And they use the word might in quotes because it's like there was a small but significant improvement in self-reported happiness, life satisfaction, depression, and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that's not a clinical study on depression or anxiety, but they found, like you said, it occupies, you're not giving Facebook free rent in your brain anymore. That's, yeah. uh, and so after it probably takes a week or so to detox from it, and then you don't have those you know, mind space and horsepower uh, going all the time thinking about your social media. And then the final one was that you think about social media's role in your life. So when it's not there, in the same way that if you're dating someone or if you're married, when they go on, when they're on a business trip and you actually get a chance to miss them, it's like, oh, it's going to be great when Don gets back. Oh. But when you're up in my grill every day, all day, it's yeah. like, Dude, I need some space. Right. Back off. So they say the same with Facebook. And when you get a little space, many people then stop and go, huh, do I really want this as much in my life anymore? Yeah. Or maybe this feels pretty good to take a break. Yeah. Interesting. I need to take a break from you. I wish I could get paid $102 to not do things. Yeah. When's the last time you missed me? What year is it? <laughs> Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by uh, episode number 75. We appreciate you. Les Schwab, they heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. They rejoin us again next week for all of 2020. We are so happy to have Les Schwab on board. And I was their spokesperson for the last 12 years. They do so many good things in the community when it comes to kids. When I thought it comes you were to a spokesmodel. What's that? I thought you were a spokesmodel. Yeah, I was a spokesmodel. I was a hand model for them. Yes. How about that? Get some of the fake grease over here. Put yeah. it on Neil's guns. Hey, uh, join us, ronanddon.com. We're licensed brokers at Windermere. Uh, no matter where you are on your real estate journey, we'd love to sit down with you. We'll bring you a Ron and Don camp mug. Let's sit down. Buying, selling, investing. Uh, chances are we can jump in on your real estate journey and be a part of something big. And we would love that, you guys. Keep your head up, shoulders back. We'll see you for episode number 76 this week. In the meantime, Here's my son to sign off. G-Force, take it. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron.